Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gielen. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 13th official episode. Okay, first of all, we, we got to talk about the Warriors. A few days ago, at the end of the game against the Clippers, Draymond Green got the rebound with five seconds left, or with, with like six seconds left, and dribbled down the floor, and he turned it over, and they had to go to overtime. And then... It was reported during the game they lost. They lost in overtime, mm-hmm. and after the game, uh, Katie was like really mad, and they yeah, just yeah, started yeah. going out on. They started going off on each other. Um, I forget all the details, but Draymond was calling him names and called him out on mm-hmm. his his decision for free agency. Yeah. And Kevin Durant, like, I'm I'm kind of taking this out of Kevin Durant here, but he was visibly upset, and he was like, "This is crazy. This is crazy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. So I'll go into a little bit more in depth. Um, so basically, as you said, Draymond gets the rebound with like six seconds left. And Kevin Durant's standing right next to him. Draymond basically grabs the rebound right over Kevin Durant. But they both go for the rebound. Draymond gets it. Kevin Durant, the second best player in the league, is sitting right next to Draymond like, give me the ball. <laughs> give me the ball. And I would say, debatably, in the eyes, in the eyes of basically everybody, this is probably Curry's team. But I would, say, but Kevin Durant is obviously the best player on the and team. And Curry was out. Curry was Curry was yeah. Curry was on the bench. And but Kevin Durant. It's also notable. It's also notable. Me as a Steph Curry fan, even if he's not the game, his influence is there. Look what happens when Steph Curry isn't with the team. He was not with the team. He was mm-hmm. in uh, Oakland, like getting a checkup or something for his injury. And the the locker room falls yeah. apart. Yeah, that's true. That's no- fair. Notable. Notable. Yeah. Okay. Continue. But, but so Kevin Durant is the best player on the team and definitely on the court at that time because Curry yes. wasn't on the court. So you would expect that, Dray- that Kevin Durant would get the ball. To be fair, in Draymond Green's defense, he gets the rebound with like six seconds left. He's turning up court with you know five and a half seconds left. If he gives if he gives Kevin Durant the ball, there's only going to be five seconds left. Draymond's already moving up the court full speed, and Draymond and Kevin Durant is still standing right there clapping. He isn't I'd, really I'd moving. Still have the ball, but in- exactly. <laughs> If Kevin Durant then if Kevin Durant is then crossing half court with three and a half four seconds left, nah, I mean he would, he would probably cross like maybe three seconds left, that, but like like still I'd rather have KD exactly. cross with with three seconds left than Draymond agreed, with five agreed. seconds left. I agreed. think the skill gap is just so big, and especially because you can disagree with me here, but I think that Draymond Green is on the decline right now. Yeah, I, I would talk more about his jump shot. Yeah, that's what, that's main. That that's probably the main part of it. I, I still think like he's good at. He's still he's still a good playmaker. Yeah, suspect you know especially for you know his position and like in the role he plays in the team as more of a defensive anchor than anything. He's he's impressive ability as a playmaker. So I mean, but still he's not like the best yeah, dribbler yeah, yeah. to exactly. the point where you would want to no, and go you down the floor. You don't want out of you know the five guys in the court. Draymond shouldn't be the guy that's like going full speed, steamrolling to the basket. Yeah, he's not even that guy. He, he yeah. plays. He plays kind of slower. No, that's that. That's not his game style for one. Right? Can Draymond Green get a rebound and go coast to coast? Yes, and we have seen him do that very successfully. Is that the best thing for your team? That's that. This is the game is on the line. That you're going to go into overtime or win in regular time based on this play. Is Draymond the guy that you want to be dribbling up court? I think absolutely not. And when, when, as soon as soon as I, I uh, watched the replay on this, I immediately thought back to last year's playoffs. I think it was game, it was game five, I think. Mm-hmm. And the Rocket, er, the series was two two between the Rockets and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. 
and then the Rockets won Game Five because, and like I I, I thought the series was actually over. Me as not a Warriors fan but a Curry fan mm-hmm. and kind of a uh, kind of a Kevin Durant fan, I was a little bit disappointed, but because Draymond Green somehow got the ball at half court with like three four seconds left because they they just had an outlet past him and he just came down the middle and just dribbled off his foot mm-hmm. when they were down one and he lost the game for them and i was just so like disappointed I'm like that that's what you do on yeah. the last possession that's what you do let's talk about though let's talk about how that would compare to the draymond green that we saw on like the 73 and 9 warriors i don't think that that came that that draymond green would have done that I think that Draymond Green would have looked at Steph Curry and handed him the ball. Be like, go do your thing. You think he just, I, he's had an attitude shift? Yes. I think that I think that Draymond Green is becoming jealous. He's not becoming a team player anymore. He's becoming really? like a jealous a jealous star. What makes you think I that? think that he him being him going from we'll talk we'll get into the comments, but based on his comments, based on what he's saying, he is definitely salty about Kevin Durant. <laughs> The fact that he brings up that we were a 73-9 team before you came here. We won a championship before you came here. We were still a successful team before you came here. I mean, that's All valid true. points, but that's that's Draymond Green being upset that his spotlight was taken away. I don't Draymond think, I, Green I don't, went from... I don't think it's because his spotlight was being taken away. I just think Dr- it's because Kevin Durant is acting like, like the shit because he is it. He is. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. And, and Kevin Durant is the top two player in the league. But the thing is that... Draymond Green has gone from being... It went from Curry's team, Clay's the other splash bro, and Draymond Green is the locker room leader who's going to go out and be your best defensive player, clamp up, you know, be, be the you know the, the defensive anchor for the team, be the, the all-around, like, locker room leader for the team, right? And, and while he's not the face of the franchise, amongst his teammates, he's the guy that they look to. Maybe not for the last shot. I think he still but is. The guy that he looked, for, looked to for the last shot? No. You're talking about... No, he, he, he's, he's a locker room guy. Yeah, he's a locker room guy. Okay, good. But I think that with all of a sudden, now you have Kevin you have Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. I think people, some people would argue, and I, I know you would argue, that Kevin Durant and Steph Curry rank two and three as the, as yeah. the, be, and the best players in the league. Yeah. I would have Curry lower than that, but like that's a conversation for another day. Draymond Green is, I feel like, has moved from, you know, one of the most important pieces of this team to I feel like kind of an afterthought. I don't think that. Why? He's he's definitely still the fourth best player or third best player. Yes. Yeah. No, he's not better than Clay. Yeah, he's I, I, I personally player. don't think that, but I think people consider him that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that just kind of goes against the point of that he's jealous for his spotlight. I don't. I just don't really see that. Like. He, he wasn't to, upset last year or the year before. Well, well maybe okay. not. Maybe not to the public. But that doesn't. That doesn't mean that he didn't feel that way. And this, you don't. You don't get. You, or you don't go out on the court and say the things that you do to Kev, that you did to Kevin Durant off of one play. Because if 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 you make that if you make that turnover, and Kevin Durant's coming over and like give me the ball, and your emotions are running high, you're gonna go out and say what you've been thinking for the past two years. Yeah, even if you haven't said it before, I guess. But I mean, just Draymond just says what he wants to say, regardless. I think just think about but, it. Like, but the first as, but year, as the, the guy, year, the guy who's supposed to be the locker room leader, is going to go out and say that. That's who. That's who he is. The first year, KD was on the team. Uh, he took a 
questionable shot at the end of the game. And, and Dream, Draymond busted no, his shots Dr- for it. Draymond laid into it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I respect Draymond I Green respect for, like, for it. For, yes. like, sk- sk- reprimanding the second best no, player in the league. You have to, because we're that's seeing that did. no one is doing that with Russell Westbrook right now. That's the same yeah, problem that the facts. Thunder are having. That's facts. So it's important that you have a guy, even though Kevin Durant is the best player in the team, it's important that you have a guy telling him when he, but when he messed up. But this situation is weird because Kevin Durant didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> no. So Kevin, Durant I, I is making a, Kevin Durant is making a point that's saying, I wanted the ball there. And if you're the locker room leader, you're going to be like, okay, my bad. We'll sort it out after the game. We'll talk about it. And we'll figure out what we're doing next Dream, time in that Draymond Green isn't that logical. I don't think that's I, a change in his character. But as a guy who's supposed to be the locker room leader, I understand he's the locker. Hey, how can you say that Draymond Green is going to be the heart and soul of this team when he's going to go out and cause drama like this? Because the heart and soul okay, isn't let's like talk about, the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's fair. That's fair. But Clay Thompson, so much respect for him for what he said. Um, for what he said in the locker room after the game, he said, "The only team that can beat us is ourselves." He said that's that to the team. So much respect for him for that. Do you this Draymond you, Green as the locker room leader is beating them themselves. Do you think this will be a thing that it'll that the Warriors think, will potentially not beat themselves, but they'll be weakened by this? Yeah, because these four players will not be on the same team next year. Hot take. <laughs> Hot. Well, I mean, but I would have said that before before this incident. That Kevin Durant was going to sign a one-year deal, stay with the Warriors, win one more championship, and then go. Nah, I think he would just be gone regardless. But you thought the, before this incident, that's what you thought. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't think right. this incident is going to change whether he stays or goes. I think because I think that was already something that was floating around the air, whether it was explicitly said or not. Yeah. No, but I, I think I think he'll probably leave just for my personal reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a chance that he stays, and I don't think this that chance goes up or down that he stays. Because of this incident, I don't. I think it's got to go up. I think I think this Warriors team is too, kind of together. They're, they're they've won too much. They've been through too much together. They're. I think they'll. I think they'll be okay. But what what year is this for Kevin Durant on the team? His Three. third. Yeah. So so Kevin Durant has had a, f- a couple less, a couple fewer years on this team than than ever than the you know the other three stars still they, they've been through two seasons together two seasons that's like a lot of time i know playing that's together. All, you know 164 games plus the rate plus the sorry the postseason that's a lot of time i understand that as you know it's gonna total like 200 games draymond green was the dude who convinced this dude to come draymond green's gonna be the reason he leaves too <laughs> no actually <laughs> to be fair it's kind of gonna be the media i think because kevin durant's gonna recognize like okay like to go down as one of the best players of all time, which he should, he has to, you know, go win a championship for himself. Yeah. And if, okay, let's, let's talk about this real quick, just like a brief tangent. If he was, I don't, I don't, I don't think that necessarily he would do this. Maybe it's kind of too early, I guess. Um, but if he were to go to the Lakers, would he's that not going to the Lakers? Okay, I'm not saying that okay. he's going to. Okay. If he <laughs> were to go to the Lakers. Would that count as like winning his own championship? No, and that's why he won't. Really, go, and that's why he won't that's, go to the Lakers. I think that's a little bit. It's, it's a little bit crazy that winning is, that wouldn't count as winning his own championship. Because I, the, you know, what where do you think the Lakers are going to finish this season? Like 
fifth seed or something? Yeah, fifth yeah. seed. Okay, so we, let's say they finish the fifth seed. They lose in what round of the playoffs? They're not making the Western Conference Finals. I, thi- I think LeBron will carry them to the second round. To the second round. Probably. And they lose in the second round? Yes. So if Kevin Durant shows up and this team goes from the fifth seed losing in the second round to the first seed or the second seed and maybe winning a championship? He's not the best player on his team. Probably. Well, that Probably. would be that would be his chance to prove that he was. If he was the one then who showed up in the finals and won them the championship, then that's Kevin Durant. Then Kevin Durant is the best player on that team. Okay. And Kevin Durant just won them the championship. No. Okay. Are, are, are you saying that I think it'll be held with the same regard that the championships on the Warriors are held. I disagree. I don't think they should, but I you're probably not wrong. They probably would still be like an asterisk next to his yeah, next that, to his championship. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying they'll, yeah. they'll count yeah. just like these Warriors rings should count. Okay. But yeah, no. That's he, fair. That that's why he's not going to the Lakers. That's why he's coming to New York. Let's go. <laughs> or no, that, that's, that's probably a little a little or, unrealistic, but uh, I don't know if I could see him in DC. I don't know if I could see him. But someone threw out the name is, Miami, but they, they have too much cap trouble. Yeah, I, I, feel, I, I feel like that's I don't another think, video. I think that the Wizards, the Wizards are would be tough. One, they're they're playing so bad, so poorly right now that like, how are you going to convince any free agent to come? But also, John Wall's contract that's going to turn into like. Forty million dollars a yeah. year by the oh, end. Yeah, they already have cap trouble. But I think that's he, a young that's a problem. Comes off the books. Yeah. So we'll see. It's a conversation for another day. Um, but let's go. So let's get back to what like what actually went down. So so we talked about. So 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 Kevin Durant comes back over to the bench and is like, "You should have given me the ball, Draymond." And Draymond's like, "Draymond pushes back." I don't I, yeah. I don't know why he pushes back regardless. Yeah. I, well, I think that's because he's of, mad. The, like the tension yeah. sort of building yeah. up. Like this isn't just something that yeah. all of a sudden he thought and said. I, I this is still, something that he's I been still thinking. Di- I still disagree with you about the whole jealousy thing. I that's think fair. it's the whole. He's a very like emotional dude, and he's mm-hmm. probably very like kind of stick to your gun, stick to your guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just anyone leaving the Warriors, we haven't seen anyone really leave the Warriors. So in the, yeah of, no in this in this like new era in that this new playing. era yeah, yeah, yeah so I feel like that's a bit of a a tough kind of mm-hmm. string to pull at with Draymond Green yeah and so so Draymond Green sort of personally why this is a problem is that Draymond Green didn't say like didn't defend himself in this situation he didn't say he didn't defend himself for taking that ball if he did that. It would have been over. The media wouldn't even have talked about it. Yeah, he just came at Kevin Durant. But the though. thing is, he personally attacked Kevin Durant, <laughs> saying, "We were seventy-three and nine without you. We won a championship without you. Um, you're you're making the seat." He said something like, "You're making the season all about you. You're taking all the attention. They're making the season about you and what you're going to do this off season instead of it being about the team." Jealousy. It's not jealousy. <laughs> it's just it, if what he say if what he's saying is true, that's not jealousy. That's just concern for the for the well-being of the warriors that's yeah, not jealousy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay I, I personally i don't think it has anything to do with jealousy all right but he's personally attacking kevin durant talking about how he how he is going to leave this offseason how um how that how the warriors were still a dynasty kind of team without him there they went from a team that was consistently competing for a championship to a team that was head and shoulders the favorite every year but still, I mean, they went from the, the best record of all time to then having the second best player in the league on top of their current roster. But 
but Draymond Green went out and personally attacked Kevin Durant in the locker room, leading to his one-game suspension, which means that there was definitely some more stuff said in the locker room. Yeah. And sure. we already know, based on based on just, like, past events and the way that you could see, like, in Kevin Durant's facial expressions is sort of, Kevin Durant's kind of a sensitive dude. And, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, like... He would look like he was on the verge of tears, to be honest. And like he was Did like, he? yeah, like he was standing there. I don't know about that. I don't know, maybe not like literally. To me, like I, I look like that. Like sort of, like he was sort of like wandering around, like you know, like, like a frown on his face. Like <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Like like looks like he's on the verge of tears a little bit. Like come on, man, come on, man. And Draymond Green's standing over there. Darius Cousins is holding him back, being calling him, you know, like names that we can't say because we're clean lyrics. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I want to move on to uh, Carmelo. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the time between the Houston Rockets and Carmelo Anthony has passed. <laughs> and they they have waived him. They have parted ways. They have parted ways, and he's going to be set for waivers very soon. Yeah. Essentially, and, he got cut. Yeah, essentially, he got cut. First of all, let's talk. H- how did this time with the Rockets kind of go and how much of this how much of their like losing has come to Melo and how bad really was Melo for them like like, did he deserve to be cut yes 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 if you look at so this team is eight and seven right now and that's not bad an eight and seven record that's a playoff that's you're on pace for making the playoffs Houston Rockets are but, much better than that. Exactly. <laughs> For a team that was, like, the two seed last year that had probably close to 60 wins. They were the one seed. Oh, they were the one seed. All right, my apologies. So <laughs> a team that, how many wins did they have, like, 60-ish? Yeah, 60-ish. Okay. 59. A team that had, like, 60-ish wins should not come out and start the next season 8-7 and seven when their roster really didn't change. It did change. I think the, yeah. the thing that made them so dangerous is yeah they're still going to be they're still going to be a good offense but they had a top yeah, five defense yeah, yeah. last year they had a top five offense and a top five defense okay. and they yeah. lost two of their three or four best defenders yeah but but when we look at um when we look at you we talked the, all the time last year they would there would be like headlines that would say you know when when Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella are on the court, this team is still undefeated. Like halfway yeah. through the season, they still hadn't lost when those three were on the court together, or when those three all were healthy. So they still kept those three players, and that's the most yeah. important thing over the offseason. Yeah, for them to come out yeah. off James a 60 Harden has season. been injured. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I was, was going to get that. Chris so, Paul was suspended. So you for can't frame it all on Melo. You can't frame it all on Melo. The fact that they came off through, that it's a team that won sixty games last year came out in. And started season eight and seven. Honestly, that's not that's not fair to frame it all on Melo because Chris Paul was suspended because James Harden was injured. Honestly, I don't think it's but, good to frame most of it or even a large part of it on Carmelo Anthony because mm-hmm. he's just a role player. Yeah, like he shouldn't he shouldn't he, be your star. Yeah, no, he just doesn't have that much of an impact on the game. But no one when he when he got signed, no one was expecting him to. Yeah, if he doesn't fill his role to perfection or even well. Yeah, that hurts your team, but it's not going to have you losing by twenty. That's it's mm-hmm. not like James Harden is all of a sudden averaging ten points a game. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't think he necessarily correlated with a lack of winning. I just don't think he was helping them win, and I think no. he went against their style of yeah, offense that's, that's so the much. Biggest problem. Yeah, he went against their style of offense and defense so much 
that it just it wasn't a good fit. Melo, if Melo is a very kind of system, like like he ha- he has to he Melo plays his game no matter what system he's in, and so the problem is that the the Rockets are such a system are such a system team, you know, with the. Mike D'Antoni has always been a guy who's like gonna stick to the same thing. Right now, it's the like live or die by the three, like threes and lamps only. Yeah, Maury ball. It used to be you know like the seven seconds or less offense on the Suns, yeah. right? So, so Mike D'Antoni's always kind of picked one thing and emphasized that with his teams. So right now it's sort of like the f- kind of like four out, one in, sort of five out, like spacing the floor, um, shooting a lot of threes and layups, and like iso balling, kind of like kicking it out. And the thing that, the thing that. Carmelo and the things that Carmelo Anthony is good at are one the things that the Rockets don't do. Yeah, mid range, mid range, and just kind of isolation. Yeah, which well, I mean they, they, they do, do, do that with James Harden, but, with James and, but, Harden but, yeah. but two, the things that the, the, the things that he does because he used to be good at, mm-hmm. he's not good at anymore. Especially those like eating up seconds of the clock without like having a an efficient style of basketball and yeah. just not being able to make your shots. Um, but Kevin, or, sorry, Carmelo Anthony was never really an efficient player. Still, he was, he was an all star. I think he was. Yeah, but okay, he he was a shot maker. Yes, and he's not even making his shots anymore. No, which is, <laughs> which is why that brings us to the second question: Does he have a place in the NBA? I don't think so. <laughs> like I don't. Man, I was well, gonna say, is some team gonna pick him up? Yeah, should some team pick him up? Probably not. Yeah, I I I, I think, 100% agree. Actually, I think he still plays like a superstar, but he's but he's not, not. <laughs> like he's kind of aged out of that role. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure really with Ke- with Carmelo Anthony's style of play that he was ever really a player that you wanted to build a championship team around. Would you have said that when he was on the Nuggets in his early Knicks days? Probably not. But like looking back on it, I'm not sure that his style of game is like a championship you know, leaders kind of play. I don't know. I just don't think that, I think that whatever team he goes to, he takes up so much of like the time, like so much like usage, so much offensive attention. Kind of like a more extreme version of Lou Williams. Yeah. Like just having a high usage, but, Mm. or Michael Beasley, just Mm. having such high usage when you're on the floor, but not having the talent to warrant that. But I, I'm, Michael Beasley, I think that that makes sense. But like Lou Williams, like that's why he comes off the bench and that's why he's so effective as a six man. If Carmelo wasn't like, okay, a, a more Car- a more extreme, same, yeah, 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 same more premise, extreme, more extreme. But more okay. extreme. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I think that yeah, he's he's not good just because like it's not even like he's a good defender. Most uh, most players yeah, in the NBA that are not good offensive players. Are going on defense. That's true, Let's, even with like youth basketball. Like the worst kids on the team, you could at least be like, "Oh yeah, they hustle. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, they can get rebounds." Mm. I don't know if Melo can do that. He definitely can't defend. He's just slow. he doesn't hustle. He's he's twenty pounds too heavy. That's true. And while he's a good rebounder, that doesn't really do much if he's not making his shots. He's only making thirty three percent of his three pointers. Yeah. And while he could definitely play the power forward because he's strong and fat enough. <laughs> <laughs> and and he can grab some rebounds while shouting, which is h- still hilarious to me. Like he's he just Give can't he, he just can't make his shots, which is why I don't think he definitely doesn't have a place on a good NBA team. I don't think yeah, any yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think any upper tier playoff. No, if you're contender, a contender, 
Yeah. Yeah, you're not seeing Carmelo Anthony. And also, I, I could only see maybe a few teams at the bottom if they need to fill yeah. the stands. Then maybe they bring him in because, yeah. like, that brings some excitement. But even, like, the, the media and the general public has kind of turned on Carmelo Anthony, which I don't think they should have because he's still an NBA maybe, like, a legend. He's just yeah. multiple-time all-star, perennial. And... I, I love Carmelo Anthony, but I think, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a team like the Hawks, who who dropped him, could maybe like uh, sign him. The Grizzlies don't really fit. The Pelicans, I thought about. I'm just going through the, the teams Pel- yeah, with, the yeah. low, with the lowest attendance in the league right now. The Pelicans or the Hornets. I think the Hornets maybe, or the Pelicans the need, could need perimeter sense. talent so much time, yeah, or, uh, so much. But like, he'd basically just be the opposite of Michael King Gilchrist. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. He'd be I mean, the opposite of But, but what, let's go back to well, really quickly what you said. You said, like, players who can't really play offense play defense. And, like, I don't think it's really fair to say that Carmelo Anthony can't play offense. I don't think he can play super efficient offense. I don't think he can play offense within a, within a you know, kind of, like, fast-paced, three-point, in-layup-only system. Yeah, I think he can't me, play. Give me a team in which. Whose system he can yeah, play who, in. Whose system he can play in. Maybe the Spurs. That's dumb, because the Spurs that's, are like that's Mister Defense. The, but not everybody on the Spurs is a is Actually, a great defender. No, they no one on the Spurs is a great defender. Yeah. That's the thing. they need they need more great defenders. Exactly. Yeah, like like Demar Derozan. Would you say that like Demar Derozan, Demar DeRozan and Demar Derozan is obviously much better at Carmelo Anthony on offense right now and on defense actually, but Demar Derozan. Game style wise is like kind of similar in like the, um, the like mid range focused attacking the basket and like I just think his defense might just exclude him. Yeah, this team already has so many defensive problems, but they're still managing to be average. Like, yeah, <laughs> just because of their coach Greg Popovich. Yeah, but this is a team with Marco Bellinelli, but, uh, Rudy Gay, Lamarcus Aldridge, Pau Gasol, Bryn Forbes, Patty Mills, Davis Bertans, all getting mm. big time minutes. Yeah. And like none of them are even average defenders, I'd no. say. But but Rudy Gay has been pretty good on defense this year, actually. Yeah. But but if any coach if any coach can revitalize Melo's career, yeah, it's Greg Popovich. It's Greg Popovich. I could also maybe see him, like I said, on the Hornets. Maybe the Hornets. Maybe just on cause... maybe on the Miami Heat, just because yeah. they have such a good player development program that they could probably get him to lose some weight. That's true. Uh, prime examples being Dion Waiters. Actually, he he's gotten a little bit chubby now. Um, who else? James Johnson, mm-hmm. Josh Richardson. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're just good at getting those like wings to be in really good shape, and mm-hmm. that enhances their game. Yeah, I can see maybe them. Other than that, like I, I don't know. I don't really see where yeah. he has a place. He's gonna I'm, have some I'm team sure is gonna I'm pick just, him up. Yeah, some, some team, team is gonna pick him. Gonna up. pick him up. What we're trying to say is that Melo doesn't shouldn't really have a place in the NBA, I don't think, because with his current skill set, he's he doesn't fit the current style of play, which is the three point shooter, which is the fast paced. It's not like grit and grind mid range like it used to be. So so his his play style does not fit really the current NBA. He can't play defense, right? So oftentimes what what the best teams are looking for on offense and the or out of out of a role player is going to be. A three and D kind of player, which Melo can't fill. So, I don't know. Okay, he's gonna uh, have trouble. Lastly, let's talk about the aftermath 
of the 76ers trade. Um, we've seen that the 76ers have been playing pretty well. Jimmy Butler hit a game winner last night. And also, oh, yeah. um, the Timberwolves have been 3-0 since the trade. Yeah. I'm actually not too shocked about that mm-hmm. because I think Jimmy Butler was such a like overbearing yeah. kind of just dark cloud over this team. Not because of anything like Jimmy Butler's like a bad guy or anything, but just this like the tension and is he going to be traded or not? And he's playing every other game, which puts them in a really bad routine. Yeah. I think they just also, Cat and Wiggins kind of want to go out and prove something. So I don't, mm-hmm. I wasn't too surprised about that. I don't think this team is better off than when they had Jimmy Butler for right now. I'm not necessarily going to say that because they've won three games, but I think it's just the overall morale of the team is just better because they're kind of just Hands done down. with that whole attention and the whole Jimmy Butler issue. Again, talking about the 76ers, I just want to say this. I'm a bit not as high on the trade for them as I was last week when we talked about it just because, mm. like, they – I don't think they needed to make this move. That's the thing because they're already going to have two yeah. top ten players in, like, five years – and Inf- I don't. Uh, he just doesn't Joel fit their time. Already, is already a, a top, top ten player. player. But I'm, ben I'm Simmons in like two years. I'm saying they're going to be like one. extreme title contenders in like five years. Yeah. When Joel Embiid is like 28. Maybe maybe even 29. That, depending on what happens. And Ben Simmons is like 25. Yeah. I, I just think they're going to be awesome, and Jimmy Butler's going to be like 36 <laughs> and not going to be. <laughs> he doesn't fit their timeline. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't fit their timeline. So that's that's the only thing why I didn't really like this mm. trade as much. <laughs> And I would say, I'm not going to say whoever won the trade because I don't like talking about that term because that's very ambiguous. Both teams can win, both teams yeah. can lose. But I just don't think that this was as good of a fit for them. Not even talking about play style, just mm-hmm. timeline. I don't think they need to make this trade. Yeah. They've been playing well. For the now, for the now, as in like this season, they're a better team than they were. And that's, so, no that's, what, I think, the Warriors. that's what I think that, they're gonna, that they got out of this trade. Does it help them going forward? Not as much, but... What is good is that from now until uh, until Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have their hit their prime, they have a veteran guy who's been in the playoffs, who when they if they struggle can kind of take over a game and can really make them playoff contenders. Shout out to Kemba Walker too. <laughs> yeah, Shout, and, you know we'll get to that, but like he's made. I think that he that Jimmy Butler makes them so much better this season and and, and just like in the next couple seasons as. Like a veteran leader. Yeah, I, yeah. I would I would say that. All right, but um, and then so yes, yeah, so, so going back quickly, Jimmy Butler also just had that crazy game-winning block to three-pointer like sequence in um that was pretty against insane. against the you know against the Hornets in overtime. Maybe the most significant thing about that is it just shows that they're giving Jimmy the ball when it matters most. He's their closer. Exactly. That's why he's valuable to this team. That's yeah. what we're going to see in the playoffs. That's why they made this trade. So they have a closer in the next couple of years while their best players are still young. And then Kemba in that same game, shout out to him, 60 points, looking absolutely ridiculous. He joins Allen Iverson as the only other player under uh, 6'1 or under to drop 16 a game. That's impressive. I read that this morning. That's impressive. I think that's pretty cool. Free yeah. Kemba Walker. Only he and Devin Booker could score. Uh, 60 plus and lose <laughs> yeah this team's just not talented i hope they get yeah. rid of him we're not gonna no. like dive too they're much not into going the details. to but... yeah they're not going to and he's too loyal also yeah yeah 
All right. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Space at the Floor NBA podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. That, that'd be pretty cool. And, <laughs> and follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. And we hope you enjoyed. Uh, my name is Connor Geelan. I'm Connor Flannery. And see you all next time. Peace.